coming to you live on tape from the beautiful Campbell Bell Building on the Square in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Welcome everybody to another episode of Business Radio X. My name is April Pelkey. I'm the owner and founder of Superior Marketing Solutions. And today we have Dave Bowman with us. He's going to talk with us about the Fayetteville Trails. He's got a wonderful map that we're going to use for reference throughout this episode. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them below in the video and we'll be happy to reach out and answer any of your questions. Dave, how are you doing today? Oh, somewhere between hunky-dory and totally swell. <laughs> That's good to hear. Did you hit the trails this morning? I did. Which uh, one? Well, I was on the world famous, well, anyhow, we like it, uh, the Neocasca Trail. Okay. Uh, which is a trail in the northeast part of Fayetteville. Uh, kind of parallels uh, initially uh, the, the crossover road. Uh, and then it leads up into Gully Park, and then oh, okay. eventually starts heading along Old Missouri uh, to head back downtown. And uh, would eventually hook up with a, a mission trail that they're, they're working on significantly right now. Fun. Do you bike in the morning or do you walk in the morning? Yes. Both? <laughs> Most, <laughs> mostly I do the walking part. Oh, okay. Um, I have a neighbor, uh, name is Allison. She and I get together at O'Dark 100 in the morning and go walk, which is a, is, is a neat thing about the trail system. As you can, it's there, it's lighted, and uh, it, it's very, very helpful if you want to get out and work out a little bit. For sure. You were telling me yesterday that you met a little furry friend on the trail. Well, yeah, twice this last week uh, we had Rare Fox, a uh, little, little bitty guy, hopped out beside the road or the trail and uh, he he proceeded to look at me and so I talked to him and I made the little kissy noise. <laughs> Universal come here sign? Yeah. <laughs> For um, animals? Well, yeah, all sorts of animals. <laughs> and evidently it works with a fox also. Okay. Because he turned his little head and looked right straight at me eye contact and then he started coming toward me and oh goodness, uh, I and I thought okay I'm not your mom and he finally figured that out he got about 20 feet away and then he thought no <laughs> my mom doesn't stand on two legs two of those <laughs> and they're not foxes I guess but he was okay with it he just kind of proceeded along his merry little way and uh, we've seen him twice now so he goes down to the creek to have a little drink, I think. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen deer out on the trail. What's the weirdest thing you think you've probably seen animal-wise? Well, it's starting to cool off, so uh, I imagine animals aren't going to be a huge issue anymore. But uh, they, they can pop up when you least expect shy. them, and certainly deer have a tendency to do that. Um, and I can tell you, if you're out there going down the trail and you see a deer jump across the trail in front of you, yay! And I've seen some really close, <laughs> they wow. really high, uh, but you really got to stop uh, because if there's one deer jumping out, there's generally two or three more following right along. Yeah. And they don't always have a sense of the right depth perception and or hand-eye, no, foot-eye coordination. Eye. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they can cause you to have a little heart rate increases I'm sure. sometimes. Uh, 
the, the neatest one though that I ran across was on the north side of, of Lake Fayetteville. That's this big light blue blob uh -huh. right up here. Um, That's a beautiful trail. And uh, yeah, and the, the deer are there. And I came along a section and there was a deer standing in the trail in my lane, incidentally. You know, it's like a highway. You stay on the right side and, you know, if you're going this direct, but, but the deer was in my lane coming toward me. So I had to stop. Had a little game of chicken with a deer. <laughs> kind of a wildlife kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> and, but I stopped and talked to her and then gave her the, 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 the kissy noise and she yeah. thought, well, I guess he's not going to, you know, eat me. And so we established a, a positive relationship. There we go. And I explained that I was just trying to go down the path and that I would, I would use the other lane if it's okay. And she's kind of like, you're okay. So I'm walking my bicycle, and if I would have had a 12-inch ruler, I could have poked her on the nose with it. She was that close. That's and so just cool. watching me, and I was talking the whole way. Um... If you're around a wild animal, you don't want to try and be real quiet and sneak up on them. Right. <laughs> Sometimes they take that as a negative. Oh, um, for sure. But uh, she was very, very nice. She she took about a six-inch side step <laughs> so that I could go by. But I mean, still really, really close. Um, but uh, and snakes, uh, there's snakes out there. Um, I haven't yet personally seen a, a pit viper. Uh, although I know they're out and around, but we do have some king snakes, uh, some constrictor types out there. We ran across a couple of pygmy rattlers this year on our land, mm -hmm. and those are kind of nerve-wracking because pygmies and small rattlesnakes, especially like babies, they mm -hmm. don't have their rattlers developed yet, yeah. so you don't yeah. even know what it is until it's a little it's too late. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I had a daughter-in-law who lived up in Bella Vista who tried to step over a snake wearing her sandals. Not <laughs> it was, the it was a little rattler, yeah, and <laughs> it bit her in the foot. And uh, she called uh, my my son and said, "I, you know, I had this snake bite me." And said, "What was it?" And he says, "I think it was a rattlesnake." And I said, "Well, are you going to the hospital?" And said, "Well, I needed to finish the laundry." And uh, and he said, "No." go to the hospital <laughs> and uh well, not really okay. a way around and find that situation yeah there was a little bit of a swelling situation that occurred but out there uh i haven't seen any but i know there could be copperheads and rattlesnakes uh, mm -hmm. but we did see one uh, i saw a big king snake he was probably five feet long stretched across the trail and when I saw that, I pulled my bike over in that lane just to block it so that nobody would come up yeah. behind me and run over Those the snake. Good um, and so then I saw three bicyclists coming up, and I turned and I said, Hey, anybody want to see a snake? And two of them, Oh, yeah, sure, come on. The third one was able to pedal backwards, <laughs> screaming as she went. And it was like, I guess this is the wrong time for a snake encounter. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, the neat thing about the king snakes is that they will actually eat uh, the pit vipers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the rattlesnakes, or the water moccasins, the copperheads. All kinds um, of poisonous snakes. So they're, they're good things to have around. Yeah. And they minimize some of the uh, rodent population, but, uh, but realistically they're, they're not poisonous, so mm -hmm. we, we like those. 
I remember um, my Nana was absolutely terrified of snakes. Like that was her one phobia. And one time, <laughs> uh, sorry Nana, um, but one time I when I was little, <laughs> I was probably in like second grade or something like that. And she had a back porch and we were outside and there's a tree right by the back porch. It's a big oak tree. And there was a huge king snake next to the tree and she, again, terrified of snakes. She ran in the back door and locked the door. So I was just standing on the porch like, Nana, let me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere uh, concocted in her mind that they were going to take that tail and pick that lock and they were getting yeah. it out. <laughs> well, there, there's, you know, there are a lot of people react that way. And uh, another critter you see on the trail frequently are turtles. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, Snapping turtles get you too. Now, there are the tasteful turtles. That, <laughs> yeah. You can play with a little. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a picture of one. The turtle was that big around. He'd oh. just been hatched. He'd just crawled That's out. So cool. I almost stepped on him. He just looked like a rock. He still had dirt mm -hmm. on the back of his shell. And I knew that he had to cross two streets to get to water. Oh, no. And so uh, I, I stepped in and you know, rescued him and put him in my hand and took him and showed him to one of our neighbor's daughters. Uh, uh, she is uh, nine years, ten years old now, but I asked her if she'd seen a turtle and she'd seen pictures and they had moved up from Little Rock and said, but no. So I opened my hands up and let her carry the turtle down to the lake. That's and so cool. uh, it was a family affair, her mom, dad and everything, we, we went down there. So th those are the positive things and there's a lot of those turtles that are, you know, they're not going to be uh, mean, but they will try and defend themselves. General um, rule, if they hiss they, at you, you should probably take a couple steps back. <laughs> you know, well, there's ways to pick them up if you think they need to be picked up. Yeah. Uh, but unless, if there is a turtle with a ridge down the back of the shell um, and serious distinct circles around that and a long tail, kind of like a dinosaur, mm -hmm. and if they have like what looks like a hooked beak, yeah. that's the kind you don't mess with. Um, they can be really, really mean, and once they bite you, the, basically we have snappers, or some I understand we have alligator snappers. Mm -hmm. um, Those can take your finger. When, when they can take a finger, and once they bite, they don't let go. Mm -hmm. They hang on. It's the pit bull of turtles, I yeah. think it's safe to say. Well, <laughs> they, they, they don't, they're not shy, I'll put it that way. Right. Uh, and, uh, and a little story, my, my, my wife's dad uh, picked one up one time and the turtle latched onto his finger Oof. and uh, he had to use a hammer. I, th I don't know if there was drinking involved. Maybe. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Couldn't get the turtle to let loose and so he had a hammer theoretically trying to get the turtle's attention but he was frequently hitting his own hand. And uh, <laughs> so, it, you know, we, we, we don't recommend that. For sure. But anyhow, yeah, yeah that was back in the old days. <laughs> um, I've seen my dad have a crab on his finger before, and that ain't a pretty sight either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I imagine very similar. I don't think we have any of those, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> With sea levels increasing, we might have sharks. I don't know, but I was about to say something about that. Um, I just recently read an article where they're coming up the Mississippi, you know, like mm -hmm. bullhead sharks, mm -hmm. and they're finding them in like the Missouri River, and it seems to be getting closer and closer to us. 
Well, yeah, they. It's wild. They can survive in. They've had the sharks up as water. far as uh, uh, St. Louis that I know of, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe up further now. But uh, but anyhow, yeah, we're we're going to be okay here at Lake Fayetteville for a while. That's what I'm hoping for. But anyhow, and the trail system itself, if I might interject, for me personally. Uh, I, I have about a 20 to 30 second commute from my driveway to a trail and that was one of the things that uh, Matt at the, at the city offices, Matt Mihailovich and others, they wanted to create a system so it's pretty much a, a looping format so that people don't have to drive with their, their bike on a rack to get to the trail. So you can open your garage door and pedal out and boom, you're on the trail. And that has been the project. That's been what we're trying to do to make it more accessible to more people. Uh, the idea of when they put this trail together, it's a multi-use trail. And what they wanted to do with it was to provide recreation. But mostly it's a multi-use so that you can walk on it or bike on it. And that takes people off of the highways, mm -hmm. off of the streets. There's very few places that you have to actually ride on the street itself. There, there's a few of those, but you do take care. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and certainly there's ways that you can do that. Well, also something we talked about yesterday is the amount of businesses that are popping up on the trail, too, to make oh, yeah. it a little bit more convenient to get you some more longevity if you need to stop at, like, Trailside Coffee and get you a water mm -hmm. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or, you know, sometimes they have restrooms. Those things yeah, are kind yeah. of handy. Those are nice uh, to have. <laughs> Uh, the, the north side of Lake Fayetteville, uh, there is a, a city uh, bait shop, uh, oh, okay. and, but they also rent bicycles and boats and uh, canoes and all sorts of things that you can do there. Uh, and and they, they have food and they have things to drink. I mean, it's uh, really neat to be able to go in there and rent a boat and uh, go out, row, row, row your boat. Jeff. Right. And anyhow. <laughs> Uh, and they're wanting to make the water, improve the water quality at this point where eventually we'll be able to swim in the lake and up to this point it's been be not a good idea. But, uh, but anyhow, the trail going around the lake is about five miles worth and uh, it circles right along on the east side. Uh, right up there they've got the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks, uh, which is another place I, I volunteer there and uh, boy it's... Uh, it's a really, really neat package. The, the advantage that we have just being here in Fayetteville, having those resources and the trail, I mean, it's lighted. I mean, it's 12 feet wide, center line striped. Um, it, it's not for off-roading, but a lot of off-road bikes do go down the trail. Mm -hmm. um, but it starts down here in the corner, uh, down here at Mount Kessler. And that's mile marker number one down there in this new chart. This is a brand new map of, of the trail system, just came off the presses. So that it's shown where the main trail is going on up about 13 and a half miles up to the Springdale um, border. And uh, then it goes, of course, beyond that, goes on up into Springdale and then into uh, Lowell and Rogers and Bentonville and goes up to Bella Vista. So it's about 40 miles north to south. Uh, those of you that are watching, one thing that's super cool about this map is it's also uh, organized by difficulty. So there's comfortable, moderate, and difficult trails and uh, bikeways that are all written out on here. And it folds up. Uh, do you have one that's folded? Look how tiny that is. You can stick that in your pocket and you'll never get lost. And it's, it's nice, too, to have that 
even if you've been on the trails a lot, know where you are, right. carry one of these with you, or two or three. Uh, the idea being that uh, a lot of people that are actually out on the trail don't really have a firm idea as to where they're going or right. how far they're going to go. I talked to a family down on Dixon Street, uh, husband, wife, two kids, and they were walking up the trail and I said, where are you going? They said, we're going to Lake Fayetteville. I said, really? And they didn't have bicycles, they didn't have anything. No water, no, you know, and I said, really? How, how did you know that? And they said, well, somebody said, just follow this trail and you get there. So I unlimbered my map and showed it to them. And the, 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 this is where they were, but they'd have to go up around that way and then across there and then up through there. And then you get, I said, I'd try the, try the car and go on North College. <laughs> See the baseball fields and Maybe the, start a little closer you know, the, for your first time. You know, and then you can get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it is a kind of a handy thing. They're plastic coated, they can get wet, but don't recommend scuba diving with them. But but anyhow, yeah, it, it's a good thing. Definitely. Um, what is what would you say is the biggest danger on the trails? This is something you've talked about at CRN a lot. Well, my personal view of the biggest danger right now. Uh, is a combination of two things. One is speed and the other is people who have they have earbuds in, they cannot hear mm -hmm. what's going on and they frequently haven't turned up loud enough uh, that, the, that you don't really hear anybody coming up behind you. And uh, especially now that we have uh, e-bikes out on the trail they can go along at a pretty fast clip. Them suckers move. Uh, they do that and uh, and some of us who are somewhat, we might say, more aged than others, I'm not going to say older, but anyhow, uh, our hearing is not so good. And if you have somebody coming up at high speed behind you and they say, pass left, you, do, you can't hear it. And uh, there was a case of a fatality up in Seattle, uh, oh, almost 30 years ago, and uh, a woman was hit. She was older and uh, hit by a bicyclist that was going way too fast and uh, and she fell hit her head and that was it so we, we really want people to be courteous and there's some instructions on some of the rules of the trail and that is to really let people know you're coming up behind them and pass them on the left just uh, common courtesy you know yeah yeah for sure and also, like what we were talking about with the animals, you wouldn't hear a rattlesnake, you wouldn't hear a snapping turtle hiss at your feet or anything like that. Mm -hmm. At least, at least take one of the ear pods out, guys. Come on. Yeah, and, I, and at the botanical gardens, I volunteer with the the butterfly house. Oh, that's so and cool. I've, I've, I've seen some cool videos that you posted on social about that. And I've I've got pictures of a of a particular butterfly that liked me, and he landed on my bicycle. And uh, he, he didn't want to get off. And, uh, That's cool. and eventually I finally put my hand down and he climbed onto my hand and I put him up on my shoulder and he just, he was like, okay, fine. Uh, this was a couple of years back, but, but I still got the pictures. I mean, and what a lucky dog. That kind of thing is, is so neat. But, but the other part is, is before they're butterflies, they wind up being a caterpillar. Mm -hmm. And caterpillars are out there crawling around all over the place. And so when we're around the botanical gardens, but in the rest of the world, these little guys are crawling around and 
you know, they can become something beautiful and fly unless you step on them, and that, that happens. People are scared. We even have people think that they're poisonous caterpillars uh, and poisonous butterflies. And, you know, we have to work on the educational side sure. of that. But, uh, but anyhow, yeah, it's a, it's a really a neat place to be out there mixing in with nature, whether it's the deer, the turtles, or uh, the snakes, the, the, the clever little fox, I mean, all that stuff. And occasionally, well, let's see, in the last several years, three or four bears. Um, don't see them too often at this time of year, but, uh, but frequently they'll be heading through Fayetteville, going, uh, following Mud Creek. Uh, oh, yeah. And going up through the uh, Paradise Golf Course. I mean, they're just going out to see what the world is all about. And just because they're not grizzlies does not mean that they're not scary. <laughs> yeah. We had a um, deer cabin growing up, and I remember one time being real little, and we had a black bear pull our screen door off, like while we were mm -hmm. in the cabin, and just smelling food, I'm sure, or something mm -hmm. of that nature, trying to get in. And of course, me, the kid, I'm sleeping on the couch, freaking out. <laughs> Nana, come save me! <laughs> Yeah. Like she could do something about this big bear on the front yeah. porch. Who is that person wearing a big fur coat? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and, and there's other, you know, one of the nice things that when you find a nice slow or a gentle downhill run. Um, I ride a recumbent bike and okay. I, have to, I have to steer it, I have to pedal, and I have to stay awake. <laughs> because it's real comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, I so, bet. Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten to ride one of those. I've always been curious. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't sure about it, but I bought mine in 2008, and I haven't looked back since. Mm -hmm. but, I bet um, my legs are probably too short to ride yours. <laughs> as it is, that would be a problem. <laughs> but there's adjustments. Oh, I see, I see. But, Anyhow, the other part of that is is that uh, when you go out on a ride on the trails, uh, you need to kind of think a little bit ahead about how you're going to equip yourself. Uh, one of the things that in the, in the world of aviation, which I've been involved in in a bit, uh, when you go fly an airplane, you file a flight plan so that somebody knows where you're going. And then when you get there, you call them back up and close the flight plan. The same thing really should apply here because if you're going out on your own, let somebody know where you're going. Like I'll say, I'm going up Lake Fayetteville. That, that narrows it down a bunch. Um, but gives somebody an idea. Now, out there on the light posts, um, there is a mile marker symbol that basically tells you what trail you're on and what the mile marker is. It, I, this morning I saw a light out on mile marker 308. 3.08, um, so I could turn that into the city, um, and they have a way you can do that directly. Uh, it's just called C Click Fix, uh, and, and that's on the city's website. If you go to the city okay. website, you see a problem on the trail, you can send that directly into the system, and they'll respond in that regard. That's awesome. So, and safety-wise, uh, uh, one of the like I say the. The, the hearing problems that people are creating with their hearing. You know, put one in and leave one ear open. You know, right. Um, that, you that's can still important. listen to music, but just be safe while you're doing it, for sure. Yeah, and the other thing I would say now is that 
uh, effectively we're, I think we're getting closer to fall. <laughs> I hope so. It's I'm feeling amazing. Not going to go on a limb yet. But I think tonight it'll be kind of like, you know, a little chilly. When I got so, in the car this morning, I think it was like 53 degrees. Mm -hmm, about, mm -hmm. I'd say 5.30, 6 o'clock this morning. Now, I live um, closer to the lake, so sometimes it's a little bit colder out there, but that's how I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the, not a fan of the heat. The one thing I can tell you in advance, that something that'll be on the trail that would be dangerous, and that's leaves, okay? Uh, you get the trails covered with leaves, and they, and they try to keep the trails cleaned up, but sometimes the leaves cover it. Then if you get rain, and now you've got slippery leaves, they're wet, and you have to slow down. If you don't, you get a chance to meet with a fine orthopedic surgeon of some kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, wet leaves will stop a train at its tracks. Uh, that, that happened here on one of the scenic trains here a couple of years back. Uh, so, you know, be careful. The, uh, another concept is if you're on asphalt or a street surface that has a lot of rubber buildup or tires have gone across a bunch of times and then you get wet on that, that's also very slippery. Um, and of course mud and, you know, that, 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 that has to play a part. But be ready for what's going to happen. Now the other part, I brought some things along here just as okay. an idea. Um, first of all, um, this is called a brain bucket. Uh, <laughs> and, and sometimes it has been used that way. We, we don't recommend it. Uh, and since I've been writing since 2008, I've fallen twice. Uh, very slow speed, laid down on the side, again because of a slippery surface. Uh, having this, you, you can't plan when you're going to fall. Right. Uh, I had another guy come up, he just started biking, and he had his, he had everything looking good, and he had a bike with clips on his shoes mm. to clip yeah. him in to get maximum effort. Yeah. And he pulled up beside me and started talking to me and realized he hadn't unclipped and just tilted over and landed on the side. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I, I don't use those because I stop yeah. a lot, talk to people, help out when I can. I'm too clumsy to do um, that. <laughs> having having a, a little toolkit, really seriously helpful. Some gloves. Uh, I, I helped a little girl. who <laughs> She was trying to keep up with her classmates. Uh, this was, what, two weeks ago. And uh, I said, what's wrong with your bike? Because she was just pushing it and running along beside it. And she says, it doesn't go. <laughs> and uh, she had had a little bit of a tip over earlier. She was okay, but <clears throat> she to had get back on? knocked the chain off of the sprocket. Oh. And, uh, and she said, I, it just, I pedal, but it doesn't work. And so I was able, she had a friend with her and, and he went up to tell the rest of the people that there was a leader up ahead. Anyhow, I turned the bike upside down and was able then to thread the chain onto the sprocket uh -huh. little by little and got it all fixed. But I also had gloves and, you know, it wasn't cold, but I have gloves that, you right. know, keep yourself from getting really messed up. Uh, so that's an important thing. Uh, another thing that's a, a good thing to have, and that would be one of these little devices, um, better known as a first aid kit. Uh, because there's going to be people out there, and certainly I, I'm not an EMT, 
but having a first aid kit and you know giving somebody a band-aid and if you want to use that go ahead mm -hmm. um, but or do it on yourself you know that's something it's good to have um, another device that I carry uh, is my headlamp now you know and you may have a, a head headlight on your bicycle high intensity all that stuff but if you're having to work on your chain if you put a headlamp on, you can mm -hmm. see what you're doing. Really, really helpful little device. Flat tire, stuff like that. Oh, you yeah. can't exactly turn your headlight around to see that. And there's these little puppies, uh, either a wristband or an ankle band uh, that really increases your visibility. Uh, it's, it's a super helpful thing. So lots of things that you can do, uh, you know, having some extra water with you. Um, you do have to hydrate. Um, I've seen a lot of people with, with reflectors on their bikes. Do you recommend mm -hmm. they have it on their bike and on their person as yeah, well? Yeah. The more that you're seen, the, the better off you yeah. are. So, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. That, and for me, uh, effectively, this trail system came in just as I retired. And at the time, my wife was, uh, had a significant challenge uh, medically. And having the trail system and and a bicycle allowed me to be able to get active and work at least three or four hours a day which caused me to lose about 50 pounds uh, which overall the trail system the bicycle doing that and, and uh, stress relief I mean it's just and when you get out there and start riding and you, you smell the smells and bird comes in and flies formation with you for a while or you see the fox, it, it, it really releases some endorphins. It makes you feel a lot better. Fresh air does a lot for your mental health, I think. I can definitely oh, yeah. agree with that. Yeah. And a body sure. in motion stays in motion. That's the concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons. That, and I've been on the trail. I have met people from every continent, okay? All the continents with well, one minor exception. I hadn't met anybody from Antarctica. <laughs> but but I, I saw a, a greenback heron out there one time, and I think he was a, I think he had painted himself. I think he was a penguin. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't He's know a that chunky. part. But, uh, they, uh, well, the greenback herons kind of act like penguins too, so they're, they're fun to watch. But... Uh, but anyhow, yeah, there's just so many good things because of the trail. And, uh, and of course, the economic impact. Uh, when people come in, you see advertising like the real estate world, you know, say uh, immediate access to the trail. You know, the, the, the tying people in mm -hmm. and taking more people off of the roads onto the trail. Uh, and, it, it, you know, we've got a school that uh, part of physical education is they take everybody on bicycles. And they go out and hit the trail. So, getting people started that way, and, and I always compliment them on their helmets because some of them have little mohawks and oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> pretty classy, you know. For sure. But uh, and on my bike, when I'm coming up behind somebody, I have what's called an industrial strength dinger. Okay? <laughs> that is a big dinger, and uh, you know, when I hit that, people hear it. I'll accept one young woman. Um, she didn't because hear she it. had both her AirPods She in. had two earbuds in and I have a squeeze horn that makes more noise than that. 
and I was yelling and honking and beating and clanging and dinging and the first time she realized that I was passing her was when she saw my wheel passing in front of her, well, her peripheral vision picked right. me up. And, and so I pulled over and I said, can we talk for a minute? And so uh, we talked and I, and I explained and I, I demonstrated what I was doing when I came up behind her. And she was she probably said, surprised that she couldn't hear it over her. Really? Earpods. She didn't know. I mean, she was just, she, she said, I'm sorry, I was in my own little world. And I said, okay, but <laughs> this is not your own yes. little world. Now, if you're on a treadmill, you know, or on a stationary bicycle in a gym, go for it. Um, but, you know, when you're out here, you need to know what's going on. Uh, I did see one guy with uh, Olympic supports for his wrists. He was in an Olympic tuck and he was doing probably 30 miles an hour. He had earbuds in and he was texting as he went down the bus, you know, and I thought, <sighs> but, you know, there, there's room for improvement. For sure. Um, but I, I am just uh, so incredibly happy that we have the system that we have here. Definitely. So I think main takeaway today is actually enjoy the trails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop going out there and listening to your music, your podcasts, what have you. Go out there and enjoy Mother Nature because it's absolutely wonderful. Arkansas is the natural state for a reason and it's absolutely beautiful. Take it in. I promise you'll probably feel better afterward. I thought I would double that and uh, say <laughs> ditto. I mean, you know, it's technical, technical talk. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share with us today? Well, I'm just looking forward to doing more of this, and I really Definitely. appreciate you taking the time uh, to to make this happen. Of uh, there's lots of things going on. Uh, whether I, I volunteer at the Air Museum uh, at the Fayetteville Airport and uh, at the Botanical Gardens, and just lots and lots of good things coming up. So I'll be looking forward to doing some more of this. Definitely. We're going to take um, kind of a field trip and go to the Air Museum and show you guys some really cool stuff in the next episode with Dave. And maybe I can convince him to let us take all of our camera equipment to the Botanical Gardens as well. I think that'd be a really cool shot for those of you who aren't familiar with the Botanical Gardens or the Air Museum. Definitely familiar, familiarize yourself on their social medias and their websites. It's both incredible projects to become a part of. Um, both of them, there's room for people to volunteer, definitely, correct? Definitely. Um, the Air and uh, the Air Museum is really cool for kids too. If you have kids above the age of eight, you can, Dave will take them and show them the cockpit of some of the planes that they have there and I guarantee you your kid will absolutely love it. Um, thank you Dave for coming on the show today. This will end another episode of Business Radio X. Um, my name is April Pelkey, again, with Superior Marketing Solutions. If you have any questions at all for myself or for Dave, feel free to leave those in the comment section or feel free to reach out to us. My personal email is contact at superiorsolutionsnwa.com. Um, I'll be happy to forward any information over to Dave that you have questions about, and he'll be happy to reach out, I'm sure. Certainly. Alrighty, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you here next time. On the trail again.